On today's episode, we ask, who cares about therapy? I'll be sharing what I'm currently learning in therapy, as well as stigma surrounding therapy and the reasons people choose to see a therapist. I'll even share with you some of the reasons why I chose to go back to therapy. And towards the end of the episode, I'll provide you all with websites that can help you find a black therapist in your area. So thanks for listening and stay tuned. This podcast was created to bring awareness to mental health within the black community and to share my personal journey. This podcast is not to serve as therapy or a therapy session. If you believe you have unaddressed mental health issues, contact the local mental health care services in your community. Seriously, who cares? Podcast sponsored by Black and Depressed. And welcome back. Like I stated in the intro, we'll be discussing what I'm learning in therapy. So let's get started. I have been going to therapy for about four months now. Well, I've started back going to therapy. So since I've started back going to therapy, it's been about four months or so, I think. I'll say three to four months because I don't want to be lying. My therapist is a black woman. She's about 10 years older than I am, I think. Because, you know, black don't crack. So this woman might be 15, 20 years older than me. But she looks like she's 10 years older than me. I would say she's very helpful. She doesn't allow me to be so hard on myself, but she does check me when I am like relapsing and falling into like old behaviors. Um, She's helping me like refocus on myself and my life and my feelings. So yeah, so far I'm Loving this experience with therapy more than I've enjoyed it in the past, if that makes sense. Like, and I think because I'm more open to being a better me instead of focusing on trying to make a situation better. Because I think that was the problem in my last experience with therapy. I was trying to make a situation better. Instead of trying to make myself better. So yeah. So I've been in therapy for four months now. Really, really, really helpful. I found her through Google. And um, and then I went back and checked my insurance to make sure that uh, it would cover it. And it did. So, And I'm not even going to say I just Googled her. Like, I stalked her. Not even going to lie. Like... I went to her website, read through it, read about her experience, where she went to school, um, went to her Instagram page and read like her post and stuff like that. Like I was on it. Like I need to know who you are because you really about to get to know who I am. And that's kind of how I made the decision. And then she's a black woman. Duh. (laughs) So yeah. And I created a blog post or I wrote a blog post about what I was learning in therapy and how I was planning to apply it or why I needed to apply what I was learning. So if you go to my website, www.blackanddepressed.com, under ways to help, go to share your story and you'll see the blog post I'm talking about. It says learning and applying and it's about my experience with therapy so far. So on that blog post, there was seven... 
seven things that I had learned so far. So today I'm going to discuss more current things that I'm learning. I'm going to talk about two of the things that's on the blog post, but there's three things that I just recently learned in my last two therapy sessions that I want to share with you all. So let's dive right into it. Number one is boundaries, setting boundaries, and that's on the blog post. So learning to set boundaries, learning to say no and learning to stop someone from taking advantage of your kindness. For me, I'm really, really helpful. And so I feel like because I always want to help people or help someone find a solution to their problem, without me setting boundaries, people kind of take advantage. Um, And that's what was happening. And that's why I needed to set boundaries. Because I remember when I first went into therapy, all of my problems were other people's problems that were weighing me down. So we were mainly focusing on setting boundaries and me getting out and finding a life of my own. Not saying I ain't got no life, but trying to find relationships and build relationships with people that weren't going to weigh me down. So going back to boundaries, setting boundaries to show myself that I respected myself, to show myself and others that I love myself, I care about myself. And that's why I feel like I needed to set boundaries because all of my problems weren't my problems. They were problems of other people. And I felt like people were constantly relying on me to help them before they even thought about helping themselves. So setting boundaries, setting boundaries, setting boundaries. That has probably been the most helpful thing that I've learned. The next thing, and they're not in any specific order. So it's not going from the most helpful to the least helpful. It's just just telling y'all what I've learned and what has helped me. The next one is, so this is number two, acknowledging and addressing my flaws or my toxic behaviors that have created problems for me. So I'm substituting these toxic behaviors with more healthy behaviors. And I have on that list, I'm dismissive. I will dismiss people's behaviors because I love them or because I care about them or because they need me. And this goes back to the fact that I didn't set boundaries. I allow people to constantly use me to help them through their problems. And now when their problems are causing me problems, I'm not acknowledging it or I'm not addressing it. I'm just dismissing it. So that's a toxic behavior that was creating problems for me. Another thing was I was dismissing my feelings. Like, girl, you'll be okay. Or girl, it's not that serious. Or you tripping. Like I was dismissing my feelings or this person really needs you. So putting other people's feelings before mine. Again, dismissing my feelings, not setting boundaries, not caring and loving and respecting myself and my needs at the time. Uh, what else was on my list? Toxic behaviors. I'm trying to think, y'all. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, I'm an enabler. That was another thing that uh, I talked about and that I learned in therapy, that I enable people. I don't give them the chance to figure it out for themselves. I come in ready to help and ready to rescue them. And I learned... Talking through it in therapy, I learned that I do it because 
I guess I know what it feels like to have no one because I really don't have anyone that I kind of like pour into a lot. I have my best friend, but I try not to like, like, oh, not overstay my welcome. But, you know, like, I don't want to abuse it or t- like take advantage of the fact that she's always there for me. So knowing that, oh, I know what it feels like to have no one. So I try to be that ally for people, which was, ooh, I, yeah. I'm glad I'm changing that about myself, but that's draining. Like enabling people and being that the go-to. Like, oh, I need advice. Let me go to Precious. Or, oh, I need someone to cheer me up. Let me go to Precious. Oh, I need a few dollars. Let me go to Precious. Like it was just draining. Like it was draining. And the fact that I was allowing it to happen. Like, girl, what you doing? But not to like blame myself, but if I would have set boundaries... Some of these situations wouldn't have happened. So I can only acknowledge my part in the situation and try to move forward and learn from it. So that's what I'm doing in therapy and in my everyday living because I'm applying it, right? Learning and applying. Uh, The next thing was becoming more social in order to improve my mental health. Because a lot of the times I stay home And I stay home because it's like, oh, I have to get this done. I need to do this. I need to do this. Like I was putting all this stuff before me actually enjoying my life. Like, what's wrong with me? Like I'm 27. I'm a baddie. Why am I in the house? And it has nothing to do with the fact that like I'm alone. So I don't go anywhere because I go a lot of places alone. Like I travel alone. But I think I was like using all this stuff that I was involved in as a excuse like oh I gotta complete this or oh I gotta do this or oh I gotta catch up on paperwork as a reason to not be social and then I'm home and I'm sad because it's like oh it's Sunday night and I didn't do anything this weekend so now I'm sad and now I'm depressed or I stay home working on stuff trying to perfect it and then I'm like overthinking and then my anxiety gets to me and then self-doubt and all this stuff right So that was one of the more recent things that I learned in therapy after actually writing that blog post. So becoming more social in order to improve my mental health and being social doesn't mean you have to like go out and spend money. You can go to your Walmart and talk to the greeter like, hey, how you doing? How's your day going? Like social is just you interacting with another human being. So I'm learning to not stay in my apartment so much. And get out and socialize and then just feel better about myself. Like, oh, I actually met someone new today or somebody made me laugh today. Like just being more social. And I feel like that'll make me feel better or improve my mental health. Because I feel like social, emotional, physical, like all that ties into your mental health. So that was one of the most recent things I've learned. So that's number three. Uh, Number four. And this, the last two are from my last therapy session. So number four is stop offering me being an enabler and not setting boundaries. I need to work on asking people what they think they should do instead of me helping them figure out what they should do or instead of me telling them what they should do. She said that I am allowing people to be unaccountable because I'm helping them. I'm literally helping them or giving them 
the solution. And then if the solution doesn't work, they don't have to hold themselves accountable because it's like, well, Precious told me to do it. And so she said that I need to ask them what do they think they should do. So stop offering my advice and my help. Make people accountable for themselves and their situations. But it was a situation with a friend where they asked for my advice. I gave them my advice. And it was like a what I would do type of thing. Like, well, this is what I would do. And the situation didn't end how they expected it. Or the situation didn't go how they expected it to go. And they just focused on the one part that I told them to do. Well, if I didn't do that, da-da-da-da-da. If I didn't do this, da-da-da-da-da. And it was only on the advice that I gave them. Not on the stuff they did before. Not on the stuff that they did after. It was just focused on what I told them to do. So it's like they were kind of blaming me without blaming me. And now they're not accountable for the situation. It's Precious's fault. So, and I've been in that situation a lot. So I'm kind of happy my therapist realized that and helped me realize it. Stop offering. So I'm not offering nothing. No more. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're on number five now. And number five is, or the fifth thing that I'm learning in therapy is moving on. So this one, I'll have to give y'all the backstory, but this one was pertaining to me making decisions and being okay with my decisions and not relapsing or going back to unhealthy traits or unhealthy behaviors. Uh, so yeah, so the backstory behind this one is I was in a situation with the guy didn't work out how we or how I expected it to work out in conclusion I got played <laughs> and I was hurt I was really really hurt and after the situation ended we had we agreed to be friends to just be friends which this is the unhealthy precious right this is the no boundaries this is the not acknowledging my toxic behaviors and my enabling ways and yeah so I was like yeah sure we can be friends dismissing my feelings right and dismissing what I was feeling and completely dismissing this person's toxic behaviors um and these were behaviors that I have seen throughout the friendship so this is five years of friendship and I had noticed these toxic behaviors but still dismissing it because I love them I care for them I agreed to just be friends. And then the more I was going to therapy, the more I was learning and applying what I was learning. I was like, I have to end this friendship. Like, and I didn't want to, but I knew I couldn't hold on to the friendship. Because it's like, if I want a healthy life and I want to be a better me, I have to let go of unhealthy relationships. So that's what I did. So I... Told them I didn't want to be friends anymore. We really didn't need to continue a relationship or a friendship with each other because it wasn't healthy at all. Uh, and before I made the decision, not before I made the decision, but it was before I told the person I didn't want to be friends. I was kind of hurt and sad. And then I told them. And I was okay. Like, I was 
okay with the fact that I was ending the friendship. Kind of sad because it, I don't know, you get used to having people in your life and you expect them to always be there, but you have to be okay with knowing that this might not be a lifelong friendship and you have to be able to move on. And that's what my therapist and I were talking about when I told her I ended the friendship and she asked, was I okay with it? And I said, at first I wasn't prior to even having the discussion with the person, I was not okay with it, but afterwards I was okay. So when you make a decision, be 100% okay with your decision, especially if you were positive or confident in the decision that you made. Be okay with the end result and just move on from it. Be okay. Move on. Yeah, that's number five. That's the most current thing that I learned in therapy. And so if you're listening and you're like, I want to go to therapy, but I don't want people judging me about going to therapy. (sighs) Forget people. Like, your healing is for you. There are so many stigmas surrounding therapy. And I feel like that's the main reason why individuals choose not to pursue therapy. And it was honestly the reason, one of the reasons why I was nervous about going back to therapy. Because I was like, I don't want nobody to call me crazy. Or I just know somebody's going to be like, I knew Precious had issues. Or they're going to be like, oh, Precious weak. She act like she tough, but she in therapy. Like those were the things I was worried about. And there are so many other stigmas surrounding therapy. Like, oh, it's too expensive. Or, oh, that's white people stuff. Or, oh, rich people do that. I'm not rich. I don't got rich people problems. Or therapy ain't helpful. I'm going to just go to church. Like there are so many things that stop people from going. Like I could just list so many and have like a whole podcast just specifically for stigmas but I don't have that kind of time um but I will give you the positive of therapy like you will feel new like you will feel like wait this is who I've been all this time once I let go of all this baggage like you will feel like a brand new person I'm telling you And there are so many different reasons to go to therapy. Like it doesn't even have to be about depression or anxiety. You could simply go to therapy because you have a new job and you're nervous about it. You could be going to therapy because you just relocated and you don't know anybody in the new city that you're moving to. Or you don't know anyone in the new state that you're moving uh, moving to. Or I have issues with my family and before I want to start a family, I want to heal from the trauma and the generational curses that I have in my family right now. Uh, You might be going through a breakup. You could have a illness and going through health issues and feel like I need therapy while I go through this life transition or be pregnant or just had a baby. um, And you feel like I need to talk to someone while I go through this transition because I'm lost or I need coping skills because me partying every weekend and drinking every night and smoking and popping pills is not a healthy way to cope with life and or stressors or you might be going through sobriety or celibacy like there are so many different reasons like I could just name so many reasons why you can go to therapy and it have nothing to do with depression or anxiety so don't let anyone make you feel like going to therapy automatically means you have a mental illness It just means you care about your mental health and your mental wellness. If you're contemplating suicide, 
I strongly suggest you getting professional help. This is to anyone listening or if you have a friend, please advise them to get professional help if they're contemplating suicide. Um, If you've gone through trauma in your life, that's a good reason to go uh, to go to therapy, dealing with the death of a loved one or what's another one? A car accident. Like I remember I got in a car accident my first year moving to Texas. I actually got in two car wrecks that in that one year. Uh, But the first car accident, I'll never forget. I was afraid uh, of the brakes. Like I was traumatized. It was like a three car pileup in front of me. And I was trying to like slam on my brakes to avoid being the fourth car in the accident. And like my brakes was just like, nah, bro, nah. And like I hit the, the car and then another car hit me. And I remember like having to ride with my brother's girlfriend at the time riding with her and she would press the brake and like I would have a flashback and my heart would just drop like going through PTSD and was just dismissing it like but did you die but did you die like I was dismissing my feelings like girl was a simple accident you ain't die you had some car damage and you got it fixed like move on I was dismissing my feelings and that car accident was traumatic for me like I had been in a car accident before but I was really young so that was like my first car accident with me by myself, traumatic, didn't go to therapy, just dismissed it. So there are so many different reasons to go to therapy. And I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, I have to be depressed to go to therapy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Go ahead. Let me break that stigma for you right now. You don't have to be depressed to go to therapy. If you're going through any type of life transition and you're like, I need someone to help guide me, an unbiased opinion or unbiased person in my life to help guide me go to therapy they don't know you from a can of paint so they're going to hold you accountable regardless it's helpful go and also if you're seriously considering going to therapy and you want a black therapist you can use the website therapyforblackgirls.com you can use psychologytoday.com there's my true circle and that's That's true without the E. So M-Y-T-R-U circle.com. There's AfricanAmericanTherapist.com, BlackCounselors.com. And those are the main ones that come to mind that I can think of. And if you're not ready for therapy, but you're like, I'd rather check out some cool IG pages that's going to inspire me or encourage me to go to therapy. There's a few for black men that I follow. One is Therapy for Black Men. And that's Black BLK. So Therapy for Black Men. There's Phil Quadify. That's Phil P-H-I-L underscore Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. And then for black women, there's Sista Faya. That's S-I-S-T-A-A-F-Y-A. And then... The Sisters Couch, so the Sisters, S-I-S-T-E-R-S underscore Couch, C-O-U-C-H. So those are also some helpful black mental health advocate or mental health awareness pages that you could use to kind of like inspire you or encourage you to go to therapy if you're kind of still on the fence about therapy. So yeah, this is... Pretty much all I have for today's episode. I hope listening did change your perspective surrounding therapy 
and I hope that it taught you it is okay to go to therapy. And this concludes our Who Cares About Therapy episode of Seriously Who Cares podcast, sponsored by Black and Depressed. And this week's quote is, Winners go to therapy to find solutions. Winners avoid therapy to complain about their problems. So practice being solution-focused this week, and let me know how that works for you. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your week, and don't forget to smile.